from the Improv in Hollywood, it's the Nighttime Show! I'm Mike Black, the voice of the Nighttime Show. With us, as always, our head writer, Matt Walker, our special guest, star of the iconic film Clueless, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and Beverly Hills 90210, Elisa Donovan! And now, our host who lives in a totally different zip code, Stephen Kramer Glickman! That's right, 90046, I believe it is. <laughs> Six, four. How are you? Hey, Elisa, how are you? Thank you so much for doing the show! Oh, you're so welcome. I really like the enthusiasm. Oh, a lot well, of high energy. We're we're very enthusiastic about you. This uh, we're very big. We're all big fans of you. Tell me more. Tell yes. me more. <laughs> um, for a lot of for a lot of different reasons. Um, I mean, I think you know it's it's you know easy to say Clueless is like uh, one of the fucking greatest movies of all time and uh, and very mm-hmm. iconic and uh, but you know you've done so much cool stuff and have worked on all sorts of amazing things um how did you get started in this uh in this whole uh, friggin business how did this begin for you how uh well uh i did a play when i was seven in the first grade and i became obsessed with my character and getting the clothing right and my mom was like what it like this is first grade no one cares you know like nobody and she I already love your mom. <laughs> yeah, like, Nobody she, cares. <laughs> and I, I played a man. I played Ralph Rotten. So I was the bad guy. That is a fantastic name. Westward Ho Ho Ho. <laughs> not not Westward. Not Westward Ho. <laughs> ho Ho Ho. And um, at any rate, I wanted to wear like a um, a black button up because it should be black because he's the bad guy. Right. And they don't make black button down shirts for seven year old children. It's certainly <laughs> not some in the seventies. Yeah. So we had a diet, and then it came out gray, and I was inconsolable. And my mom again was like, "Look." no one cares and um, <laughs> but I really did and I didn't realize that you could you know that there were people who who did this for a living right at the time mm-hmm, sure. I just thought this is incredibly fun being another person and then I started taking classes and things maybe in seventh grade I want to say man and I love that, the idea though that's of- when I knew of seven-year-old you going, my character would never wear this color. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was like. You were already I'm... method. <laughs> I was. I was. I was like, where's my, my 10-gallon hat? This isn't 10 gallons. <laughs> this is really too... Yeah. So that I have my, done my um... research. <laughs> exactly. Ralph yeah, Rotten would never wear this. That was it. Yeah, he would never. I had a big mustache. It was really... It was it was really something else. I and like my mom the... said, "Well, you know, everybody was kind of bumping into each other, but you were really you were really twisting your mustache and you were just really in it to win it." I love it. I love <laughs> it. Um so when how did you get from there to uh over over to television over to I believe the first TV show was Blossom, I want to say. Yes, it oh, was. my God. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I played Joey's girlfriend who was um, – so I I started studying outside the school in junior high, uh, taking classes and things. And then I started to study more seriously in ninth grade. And that was really when I knew that's what I wanted to do with my life to the great dismay 
of my father, you know, who wanted me to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I, you know, it was, I, and then I, when I graduated from high school, I had a manager, I got a manager and an agent in high school. Um, and I grew up on Long Island. And so I would take the train into the city to go to auditions. You know, at that time it was like for tampon commercials and <laughs> after school specials, you know, uh, and then I went to an acting studio full time to the checkup studio. And then I went to the um, new school for social research for Eugene, to Eugene Lyon College undergrad and studied there and got an agent. And um, that's how it all started. I got the, a real agent, like my, a serious agent from doing this um, off-Broadway show that I had co-written Whoa! At La, at La Mama, at the theater La Mama, which is in the East Village of Manhattan, and it was one of these avant-garde but very well-respected um, small theaters. I, I know exactly where that. I know exactly that theater, of course. You did, I, yeah, I did a uh, Suburbia off Broadway in uh, <gasps> back in '99, 2000. First, first okay. off-Broadway production of of uh, of Eric Bogosian uh, Suburbia. I have a really um, unbelievable story right now about Suburbia. No way. You mean when Robert when Robert Falls directed it? Um, no, this was, this was not that this was, this was, this was at the third street theater in the low, on the lower East side. But I know uh, about that. I know about that. I know, I know exactly. Oh, about that. I was, I, cause I was wildly disappointed. Like I almost threw myself in front of a moving car when I didn't get that play. I thought for sure it was like my first big disappointment <laughs> after after you know however many auditions and not not getting jobs for various things but that play um at lincoln center and i was oh convinced that i had the role and i i was called back so many times and i was ecstatic like this is this is it this is the beginning for me which role and then they and then they gave it to martha plimpton Oh, who wasn't even there? <laughs> who wasn't even at any of the auditions? And I went, "What?" Well, I that's... was so devastated. God. And I met her years later, and I was like, "Oh, you're lovely." Yeah, yeah no, she's very sweet. You, and Steve Zahn you, was yeah. in that yeah. in that production. Yes, that's too. right. Yeah. And Stephen was right. Stephen was on Broadway. Originated a role, and then they fired him. That and then is they very re- true. Recast yeah, everybody. No, I, I, uh, I I was Shrek in Shrek the Musical on Broadway for the. All the workshops and readings, uh, yeah. right up until about two months, three months before it opened on Broadway. And Stop it! Me Are you and, kidding me? Me and the donkey uh, and the dragon, the three of us were all, all fired on New Year's right, Eve, literally on New Year's yeah. Eve, right before it opened, <laughs> and replaced with like big, giant, you know, super Tony yeah. winning monster. Right, people. right. Yeah. They're like, thank you so much for developing this and really showing us who this character is. Right. And now you're fired. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> I did get. At least they I did, did get, it New Year's I, Eve. So I did. I, I got very lucky. Your year that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, we we did get lucky though because we got royalties on the show for our work on it. So. Yep. Oh, uh, you're kidding! Yeah, well, that's I, kind of a nice. Yeah, it was because it was DreamWorks, and they had never done a Broadway show, so they didn't know that you're not supposed to do that, basically. <laughs> well, thank you, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah. So they, you're kidding, yeah. They've never, like, done, they've never done a Broadway show again. I'm pretty sure that's why. Yeah, yeah they're like, God, I knew this was expensive, but wow, making a Broadway show, I just don't know where the money goes. Yeah. 
That's so crazy. Um, <laughs> so that's, I mean, it's cool. Have you had any run-ins with uh, Mayim Bialik? Because I know that you guys are... We're all, we're all at the same uh, PR company with uh, Yes, Icon, so yeah. I haven't I I haven't as of yet, but I I am fairly certain that I will. Mm-hmm. But I remember her I had just finished college um when I got that show and she I was so impressed with her. She was just so smart and so down to earth and you know, she just said to me from the beginning, so tell me about college. Now, you know what? She was having this real, you know, moment of, am I going to go to college? That's what I want to do. But people are telling me not to. You know, we had this very um, genuine chat. You know, she was like 17. And I said, yes, you should definitely go to college. <laughs> yeah. But, and then uh, she got a PhD a, in neuroscience her. or something, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, well, no, you don't have to go that far. But I really liked her so much. So I hopefully I will. I would love to. No, you, should, you, know. you should take all the credit for her getting that degree. Be like, I told her what she had to do. <laughs> I, exactly. Yes. I'm going to start. Yeah. That's going to be my go to story. That's the story, though. Yeah. How I told Maya and Bialik to get an education. Okay, so you have to talk. You have to tell us about Clueless. You have to tell us about what the casting process was like. How you ended up getting it. You got to give us uh, some insight because people crazy. fucking love that it's movie. A, I remember people seeing it in the theater. Like, I remember when let I saw go it. Of yeah. this movie. I yeah. know it's really yeah. it's it. You know what? I <laughs> loved. I watched the movie in the theater. I watched every episode of the TV series when that was on. She was on every episode. Yeah. I love that you did. Yeah. I loved the TV show. We had such a good time. Like it was, and I just feel like it was. It got a little bit of a bad rap, but um, I think it was still I a good show. The show was really yeah. fun. It yeah. had the yeah, right note, really and it was a lot of fun. And, and they had enough of the the same people. I mean, they recast share, but I mean, yes, you know, you yeah. and and Stacey Dash and whatever. And it was it was good. And so, Donald yeah. and yeah, yeah. Donald, it was. Uh, yeah. We had a good time. Um, uh, the 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 casting of that movie is that what you said? Yeah, just what how, you wanna, how did you end up in I the mean, film? What was the, what was it? And then I, what was it like? Uh, that was again. I started from the very you know very first audition with probably the casting assistant. I think mm-hmm. it was, and then Marsha Ross. She was the casting director, and I remember reading for her. And then I went back to read for her again. I think with maybe. Maybe Twink Kaplan was there. I mean, I went, I I had at least four or five auditions for that film. And then the last one being, I think they had said, and then at one point it was, it, they said, it's not going any further. And I was so upset because I felt like it had gone so well. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, here we go with suburbia all over again. <laughs> but um, I, and then I got a call to come back again. And I went to Scott Rudin's office which that was the first time I had been in the Paramount lot. It was like, star. talk about the kind of iconic moment of stars in your eyes, like driving onto that lot. And it's so old Hollywood. And I was like petrified. I, I literally think like my knees were knocking together. I was so <laughs> nervous. And I read for Scott and Amy and Twink. And then I got on an airplane to go visit my parents and, um, they had just moved to North Carolina from my childhood home on Long Island. And then I found out I got the job. Wow. And I was like beside myself. I mean, I was so, and I was late. I just remember this. My first day of work, I had only lived in LA a couple of months, I think 
two months, I want to say maybe, or two or three months. And I had gotten Blossom right away. And then they um, wrote me into another couple of episodes. And then I got Clueless and it felt like all of this, you know, great momentum. But I was living at my friend's apartment, my friend Jennifer. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have, (laughs) I didn't have a bed. I think I was like on some mattress on the floor, you know. (laughs) Um, I didn't have a real alarm clock. I had this travel digital clock like that my dad had from you know uh, it's like the businessman you know travel alarm clock from this the is, 80s or something this is starting to sound like the seinfeld episode where the marathon runner missed the marathon because his alarm clock didn't yep. work and this yeah. is this is pretty much what happened and i this little tiny thing and i was so nervous that like i was having a hard time falling asleep anyway because you know before your first day yeah on set and i woke up at my call time and we were shooting which was 5 45 mm-hmm. we oh, were no. shooting all the way in the valley i this my friend's apartment was on olympic and pico oh and shit. i was beside myself i could not i was i i nearly had a heart attack yeah so by the time i got to set it was probably I mean, I don't even think I, I I took a shower. I think I just bolted out of there. Mm-hmm. And the first person I see when I get out of my car is Scott Rudin. Oh. And, he, and I was like, oh, good morning, sir. Good morning. You know, and he clearly, he wasn't looking at the call sheet. He didn't, yeah. he didn't know that. I, I don't think he knew I was late, but I thought for sure I am fired. Like yeah. my career is over before <laughs> it has even begun. And then from then on, I have never been late. I think that is what gave me like some... Do you own like seven anxiety. alarm clocks now yes. for every job? <laughs> and I, I like show up before transpo yeah. most of the time. I'm like, I'm good. Whatever you're ready, open it up. <laughs> That's a really it's a I'm that that is such a visceral feeling to like hearing oh. you talk about it. I'm like oh, just that right? the drive and your stomach and everything just oh. feels this horrible tension of like I'm gonna get there and I'm gonna be fired. It's already over yeah. and you're texting oh. you're you're trying or you're trying to yeah. call them to let them know yes. that you're gonna be late or even before and, self you know like before everyone yeah. had yeah, cell phones before, like before oh yes God. it was oh it God. was that was exactly it was awful. It was the longest drive of my life i really you know yeah yeah i get it i totally get it yep um 90210 you do uh uh you go on beverly hills 90210 before that you you did an episode of renegade with lorenzo Lamas. what (laughs) (laughs) oh my god really (laughs) that's a yes are you i remember my someone coming up to me a friend of a friend like somebody who was in the business he was a producer or something and he was a a friend of a a friend of mine and i said should i do this show or i had i had just said yes maybe (laughs) and i remember the the friend saying um you know you really shouldn't do too many things like this so you should (laughs) and i was like oh my my agents sort of felt the same, but I was like, I want to work. Um, yeah, that was bizarre. I don't even know how to explain that experience, except that I took it so seriously. Uh-huh. And yeah. Max Gale played my dad. You know who Max Gale? Oh, yeah. He's, he, you know, from um, Barney Miller. And mm-hmm. he's a great, great um, comedic actor. He was playing. He played my dad. So he and I were like the sole people going, we are 
making a television show here like we're we we are actors <laughs> we're supposed to be doing something that it was so weird like people it was the kind of show where people had you know their lines taped to the um you know taped in front of them like cue cards and wow uh, it just was it was a trip they just taped it, it to somebody else's mullet on that show <laughs> yeah exactly exactly like i remember being i think i was like tied up i was held hostage or something i don't remember <laughs> Yeah, the, I was like a cool, like a cute mechanic. Yeah, the, you know, the, epi- was, <laughs> the like episode is called "Place to Dirt on My Face" <laughs> with a lot of makeup. The episode is called "The Ballad of DB Cooper." Oh um, wow! Which oh, now I'm fascinated because yes. DB Cooper is a fascinating story, but yeah. I don't think it was about the real DB Cooper. So, no. So I think that Max Gale was maybe supposed to be DB Cooper. Oh really? Or something oh, that like that. Sense. Yeah, oh, there was something. Okay. And then I was kidnapped or. I just remember there was one, um, two things. One, I had to drive a gigantic truck, like a um, uh, a tow truck for some mm-hmm. reason. I, first of all, did not know how to drive a stick. Second of all, <laughs> my feet did not reach the pedals. So there was, there was like a crew guy inside doing, I, I just, it was outrageous. And then I also remember <laughs> being tied up or like with tape across my mouth. Uh-huh. In, in the in in the front seat of a car and you know with um uh the actors having their their lines you know their their mini sides taped to i'm gonna the i'm gonna go try to look this up now on like peacock or uh, yeah. tubi or whatever they stream well Matt, Renegade another <laughs> thing you might want to look up is justice league oh yeah hell yes all right so are you in the snyder cut is that what we're finding out <laughs> is that is that what the credit is <laughs> Wait, am I what? You were in uh you were in uh Justice League of America, the animated film. No, 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 no. It's live action. It was live action. So Wait, what? In 1997. Yeah. So you stop, you shut your mouth. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Yes, yes, yes. I <laughs> She's that. like it's I, coming I, back I, to uh, you. Oh my god. Me. What? We shot on like a um I was somebody's wife. I wasn't anybody fun. I wasn't one of the <laughs> You didn't have superheroes. Powers. Okay. I was somebody's wife. I had no power. I wasn't anybody fun. <laughs> you were like the yeah, Flash's I, wife or something. Yeah, yeah, I was the wife who was like, honey, why are you always leaving so early in the morning? <laughs> you know, like, where do you go at night? That was kind of He's like, I'm Batman. I think that didn't go. It was a pilot, right? I think it was yeah, a pilot. It, yeah, it, it did not last. Yeah. It didn't go, but boy, are there some fun pictures from, <laughs> wow. from that production. David Crumholtz. David Crumholtz was in that, too. Yeah. There is a great cast, and um, Michelle Hurd is mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. John, um, there, uh, uh, there were some great people in it, I remember. Yeah, David like, Ogden Steers, a lot of Oh, yeah. What's, what's, yes. fun, what's fun about a, a career like yours is that, like, you have done repeatedly, like, amazing work on in amazing films and all sorts of great stuff but you've also been in some things like that where you're like <laughs> you're like oh like that's part of the journey of an, an actress or an actor in hollywood is like yes. you end up sometimes in things that are a little weird or a little little like maybe never went you know like oh, but it, I, oh. I don't think or it works or against that you, you. Wish. no yeah. it's fun or things that or things that you wish never went or that you wish people would not talk about but even those projects which i won't name them because the last thing i want is you guys going out and finding them is uh, some like i think of this one film in particular and i met one of my dearest and closest friends shooting this this film and i never would have 
I mean, you could argue we would have crossed paths in another way somehow. Sure. Was it but Encino we Woman? Because no, that was actually really fun. <laughs> okay. That was actually fun. Okay, good. Um, but, but also equally, it was it was essentially the female version of Encino Man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what it yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah. No, this movie. No, I'm not. I'm not telling you what it is, but, no, but it wasn't that. But... We, we only brought that up because our friend Rick Overton, who's been on our show, was in was in that. Oh, yeah. I yeah. loved Rick. Yeah. he yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, yes, great. I uh, feel like we worked together in Encino Woman. I feel like we had scenes together. I don't remember a lot of that. That was so early. That was one of the first things I, I, I did too when I got out here, but got out to LA. But he, I feel like he and I had actual scenes together. Like we had work together but i can't remember well, what what the story was i got a, i got a question for you about doing beverly hills 90210 because when you went on to that show uh the show had already been on for five years so right. if things were already pretty established what what is it like joining a cast and coming in to do four or five episodes six episodes somewhere like this what's it like to to step into a show that's already like a moving train and have to try to become part right. of it quickly it was, I, I will say, hands down, one of the nicest people that I have ever worked with and come across in this industry is Jason Priestley. He is like a dream. He's incredibly kind. He's very funny. And all of my, my, my whole storyline was mainly with him and um, Tiffany Thiessen. I played her friend, but I had to like, be in bed with Jason on the first day, like the very first shot of the first day. Is like, okay, so you're wrapped in a blanket <laughs> and, you know, getting out of bed with Jason. I was like, okay, okay, this is going to be great. And uh, he was so nice to me. Like, we, the very first day came and I think I had met him in the audition process because he was a producer at that point. But he was super nice and made me feel really comfortable. And I think because he was kind of the the captain of the ship there, everybody else was super nice to me too it was it was it was a really great experience because those things i know can be terrible especially a show with a lot of women on it that can be competitive with each other you know there are a host of ways that that could have been not fun uh and it really was like i loved it but they were so established they all knew you know they could do it in their sleep they they knew what who i mean they 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 just were so uh and they all knew each other so well. I love and that. And it was like a yeah, I loved I, it. I can I can second you on Jason Priestley. I went to a party at Tara Strong's house one time. Bragging. Uh-huh. I know Tara. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yes. Oh shit. I know Tara because of Melissa Joan Hart because she was mm-hmm. on Sabrina, Sabrina or she did one of the Sabrina movies or something. And so then um we were all at Comic Con together, or I'm not even sure. And then she is very good friends with another friend of mine, Adam Carl. So there are all these kinds oh, of yeah. connections. At any rate, so you were at a party with Tara. It was yeah, it was a <laughs> like a fundraiser and uh, thing in her house, and uh, they had um, Will from Will and Grace was singing at the uh-huh. piano eric mccormick, eric McCormick mm-hmm. and i was like what is this amazing party and i was like <laughs> i was just kind of standing in the back and uh and jason Priestley was like nearby and i was like i was like what what is happening right now this is crazy what? huh and he was so friendly like overly nice yeah. and i was like yeah. oh my god i just want to marry you um, yeah he's like the greatest guy my husband said before we were married we were planning our wedding 
and he knows like Jason and I keep in touch and you know email once in a while or text and he my husband knew that and he's like are you gonna um maybe Jason should come to the wedding and I was like well you know we're having a small this isn't like a big huge wedding and we're not that good of friends and he's like, well, no, you should really invite him. And I said, are you, this is, you're getting weird now about this. And he's like, he's like, well, no, maybe he's like, should I ask him to be in the wedding party? And I was like, are you out of your mind? Like, what is he, you know, like I have a lot of celebrity friends, but he's like, he's got his own, you know, he was such a 90210 fan that it oh, was like border borderline creepy. And I was like, you really want Jason to be your friend, don't you? Like, you want him to be your buddy. And he's like, I do. I do. I want him to be my friend. <laughs> oh, my God. Honey, keep an open mind. But what if all three of us exactly. got married? <laughs> was, yeah. He's like, keep an open mind. He could be the best man. Like, yeah. I feel like you would have to meet him first in order to <laughs> yeah. have that be part do, of the Do you ever feel like, I'm like, already convinced he's the best man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, have you considered the possibility that maybe he married you just to get to Jason Bruce's? Is that have, possible? <laughs> I actually have considered that possibility. I have. Oh <laughs> hey, Matt, before we continue doing the show, we got to talk about what we're talking into. These Sennheiser microphones are fantastic yeah they are literally top of the line the best company in the world when it comes to microphones headphones audio equipment like this i mean it's just so damn good if you want to sound good talking into something get yourself some sennheiser microphones yeah it makes you sound epic mike black uh say something epic space the final frontier these are the voyages Um, if i say any more lawyers will get involved (laughs) we have to (laughs) exactly but But i said it clearly and you you can hear it clearly (laughs) i can hear it it sounds perfect um hey uh go and uh go check out sennheiser if you are looking for audio equipment uh you're looking for a great microphone this is the one to use mike uh Matt, what is what's this one called that we're using? Uh, this is the MD42. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's absolutely perfect. Find them at Sennheiser.com. You bet. All right, let's get back to the show. Now, you mentioned Sabrina. You mentioned uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, and you, yes. you worked with her for, uh, uh, I believe, 55 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage yes. Witch. That show also just a badass show, man. Yeah. Super iconic. Really, I know. I feel like I have been very fortunate in that way that these – these pop culture phenomenons kind of I, I don't know how you know you just get lucky sometimes. so i have a question about and that show a, uh, yes. uh sorry well, i mean you're an incredible actress how is it, that's how it how happens. is it to work with a cat how i was gonna to ask about is nick Paquet <laughs> on the set like is he just on the side saying the words or like how do they pull that so, off so he apparently the years before i was there he would be on set all the time uh-huh. um but then he was what show he had started writing another series he created another show the around the same time yeah yes yes so he was no longer able to do that and he did all of his stuff in voiceover but they would have um you know someone else read his lines he's another one could not be lovelier like he's he's just like a phenomenal human as is melissa i it really again like these things could go so sideways oh, yeah, he, and he went to go do king they, of queens so. Oh, was it King of Queens? Yeah, because that yeah, started around that same right. time, yeah. 118 episodes where he was a producer. And then yep. Uh, yep. he's currently doing Mom and Bob Hart's Abishola and all kinds yes. of stuff. He's, he's yes. had a great career. We just went to go. I um, shadowed Melissa. She's directing um, Young Sheldon. And we like mm-hmm. hunted Nick down because his oh, office yeah. was around the corner. So we kept like 
going and we kept missing we did eventually find them but we would leave like pictures like take pictures <laughs> of ourselves and, and put them on his wall like wall. we're coming to find you and then eventually we do yeah that's so fun wow. yeah wow Oh my god! So you still like hang out with Melissa and stuff like that, or? Yes, I would say yeah. We just so have you guys heard? I mean, of course you have, but are you on Clubhouse? This you know, <laughs> we we just had a discussion just, about it today. We were just talking on the drive over here about it. Just going, you know, I. Um, about how exhausted you are by one no. more thing like well, this that you have to do. Or I, what? I was because I was pointing sort of out. <laughs> I was pointing out, I thought the whole point of social media was so you don't have to talk to people. You could just right. post your stuff online and leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. I, and I kind of feel like it's kind of like masterclass for people who don't want to pay for masterclass. Yeah. That's what it oh, seems so to feel it, like. I it, can't it's figure supposed it out. To be, it's supposed to be like informational? Is yeah, that I don't. It it's, it's like people like, going on and giving talks. We, we got rid you... of party lines for a reason. Like, why are we bringing them back? Like, it's... <laughs> So, well, this, this is probably why that my friend Julie Benz, actress. Yeah, she, great. A couple of people had a couple of people had in, had invited me over the past month or whatever, however long this thing's been going, and I was like, I just can't do another thing. No, just yeah. no. Like I didn't know what it was, and then Julie the other night just texted me. She's like, I don't know what this is either, but you should do it. And also, uh, I'm, you know, maybe we'll figure it out together kind of thing. And I was like, well, I, I, I don't know. And so then I signed up for it. Mm-hmm. And then j- yesterday, Melissa's like, hey, guys, let's get on Clubhouse and do a thing. And I thought, God, I got suckered into it. Like, now I'm in it. I'm in it. Damn. And now we're having a chat today. But what is so hilarious is we had this text going this morning trying to plan this this chat and someone's going to explain it to us and i am honestly going guys i don't even understand what yeah. you're talking the, about are we going to have a talk you, is it going to be like we're just having a conversation and people are listening to it like what i still don't know it's you've given mystery, yourself a new job today you, yeah, you gave yourself a job. Another yeah. job. <laughs> you have plenty of jobs. You're fine. You don't. You have. A, you have. You have oh. a lot of golden retrievers to look after. Apparently, I mean, it's really just too much. I. I'm I on Clubhouse. Don't... Yeah, but at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what I was going to say that I forgot. I got. Yeah. Please. sidetracked as julie said the re- she's like i don't know what this is all about but i really love listening to you talk so <laughs> let's do it and i thought Wait, what does that mean does that mean that i is it a talk show and then i'm going wait do i do i talk all the time do i talk too much like it just i have no i don't know what i think it's, it's kind of like a live means. podcast basically i think that's basically what what they're yeah. trying to do but okay i i don't i the whole point of podcasts is you can listen whenever you want. You don't have to be there at a certain yes. time. I, it's, I don't get it. It's a whole thing. I don't understand why anybody wants to do it. And a live podcast couldn't possibly backfire on celebrities. Yes. <laughs> no. Right. Oh, that no. couldn't possibly go awry. No. It'll I, be so seamless. I'm just waiting for the clubhouse cancellations. That's going to be right, yeah. a fun one to watch on social media. You're like, oh, oh well. Yeah. Okay. You're kicked not out of the say that anymore. Can I you? just love how malleable I am because clearly when my friend Bronwyn invited me maybe a month or so, I mean a, a while ago, like at the very beginning of it. 
And I said, no, no, I can't. And now a month later already, I'm like, oh, I'm doing a chat at 3 o'clock. <laughs> on and I oh. don't even know what it is. Uh, like, what, am I, who, what is wrong with me? I, I did the same thing with TikTok. They, I, I got asked to join oh. TikTok a million times, and I kept saying, I'm 40 years old. No one wants some <laughs> a fat, bald right. 40-year-old on TikTok. Like, so boring. And now Why? you have 1 million followers. 1.3 yeah. million followers. <laughs> Turns out that's exactly what TikTok wanted. <laughs> you bet your ass. That's exactly what they wanted. Me doing the walk dance is what they wanted. Wait, so I don't. Another friend told me I had to get on TikTok also. So yes. Oh my God. You. You have to. But I'm not. But I don't do anything. I don't. I took one video. And then I think I took it down. I don't know. I think it's up there. I don't. It might just, still be up. <laughs> oh, it might still be up. Maybe I'm just. I just feel like. Oh my goodness. It is. Right. I know. It's like how many things do we have to be on? But I'll <laughs> right, tell you. I'll tell you right. what. Your fans are there. I promise yeah. you, they are there because <laughs> I see. I see clueless stuff. I see Sabrina stuff. I see stuff like all the time. That is like. I, I've seen memes of you pop up on there plenty of times. Like people yeah. dress up as those characters. They do. Um, they right. lip sync. To yeah, there's dialogue a lot of from this content on TikTok. Oh yeah. my god, so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and really? to be the first cast member from it, from mm. a thing to be on there, that's where things go crazy. Because they're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, we got you. Uh, um, uh, do you think maybe we could get? Phase on. Do you think what we do get I Donald? Do? Then you but just go. What do, you, what do I do? I the, just go. The Hi? easiest, the easiest <laughs> thing to do on TikTok to create content. I'm going to tell you right now. Q and A. You go on there, and then you go to the little three dots at the top right hand corner, and you go down to a thing that says uh, Q and A. And mm-hmm. you add Q and A to your profile, and you let people leave questions for Ask you. Ask questions. Yeah, and then before you know it, you got like a hundred questions, oh, two hundred questions, and then you just answer right. them with video. You and and it it puts their little question into the. I'm picture. gonna look that up. Yeah. Right now. Oh, you know what? I already deleted my my account. Oh <laughs> so no! I'm girl. Have to open it up again. <laughs> I will help you. I will help you do the TikToks. <laughs> Anything you need. Um, we, I, I, I really want to talk with you about something that is, uh, I know, a, a big part of your life is this book that you that you wrote that's yeah. coming out. Can we uh, can we talk about this a little bit and and kind of yes. what's what's happening here? So the book is called "Wake Me When You Leave" and it comes out June eighth of this year, and it is a memoir about losing my dad to cancer and how it changed my life and my career and. He came to me in dreams and these sort of otherworldly experiences that helped me to really heal and it changed my life. So it's, it's, you know, I I make no, it's no exaggeration for me to say this is kind of my life's work. It's been something I've been working on for quite a while and I'm super excited and we have um, the film is also in development that I wrote and will be directing. Oh my God. And um, yeah, it's kind of, uh, I'm really, really excited about it. It And I I will say that it's been so bizarre to the film has been in uh, development a couple of years and we've been trying to, you know, the independent film, we had the financing, we lost it, we had it, we lost it. And it kind of, you know, we've, um, 
we're back in a good place again, we think, especially the book coming out helps with that. But um, I had almost gotten a book deal a while back and it didn't happen. And then right as, no exaggeration, as the shutdown began, like the day after, I live in San Francisco, and the day after San Francisco went into shelter in place last March, I the book deal came through. Wow. And so we had we had this and I was thinking to myself, which I think a lot of people were at that time that, oh, this is going to be a couple of weeks to shut down and yeah. then we're going to be back to normal. Right. So I thought, OK, my daughter's going to be home for two weeks. My husband's working from home. It's going to be a little you know, hectic. But sure, a June 15th deadline for the first um, draft, you know, I had written, obviously, almost, you know, the, the, the first draft that was submitted to get the deal in the first place. But there's a lot of, you know, huge revisions that were going to happen. And I thought, oh, this is, that's fine. You know, if I can't work for two weeks, it's okay. And then slowly but surely, it was like, oh, this is never ending. And I have to figure out how to write now, like in my closet, you know, we, don't, <laughs> we live in a city. My husband's in the guest room. My daughter's homeschooling in her bedroom. I used to write, you know, in the dining room or in the back. I honestly had to take our laundry room, and which is sort of my husband's closet, and turn it into this office. It was like an absurd. It has been the most bizarre time. So it's to like be you're living Tetris. <laughs> and then i my husband works market hours he works in finance and so i on the weekends i would have the weekends to work right Mm -hmm. so saturday and sunday were my days where i got to actually work in the guest room where we had put in a standing desk and all of this other stuff because of the pandemic and my daughter i have an eight-year-old daughter just i mean from 8 30 in the morning she would come into the room screaming and crying and she would say things like i just can't live with him about my husband <laughs> oh my god oh my god i'm like i'm like, like scarlet i know it's hard <laughs> but you're gonna have to and you know it, it's just been this chaotic um bizarre experience but you know you we all do what we have to do and i somehow have met all the deadlines and I mean, that's it. I got the galley last week and I just have to approve it. And then it's, you know, it's coming out. That is so incredible. I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm so happy for you. And, uh, that the book sounds so moving and, and, uh, like such a, a beautiful piece of work. And I'm sure the film will be really, really incredible. Yeah. I'm super excited. And I, I hope that, um, you know, it's really about kind of losing, not kind of literally losing everything to figure out who you are. You know, I, my, my dad died, the relationship I was in ended. Uh, I was on on Sabrina, Sabrina's canceled. And I had tested for, I'm not exaggerating. I think 10 pilots and did not get a job. And all these things happened at one time. So I like all my footing was taken away my whole identity and it was it was it was a real shit show (laughs) and so um but you know it's like those are what those are what spiritual experiences are are made of you know and it um it totally changed my my life without a doubt and i i i believe it's a really hopeful book you know 
and um, I hope that people find some 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 hope and some uh, you know peace from it because there are a lot of people grieving right now, which is what's also bizarre yeah. to feel like you know there's been so much loss in so many ways um, with the pandemic and everything else that it's uh, I'm I, I really want it to help people. I love so it. I mean, you've, you, this isn't your first uh, time writing either. I mean, you wrote for, for Chicken Soup uh, for the Soul, I believe, right? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah, I've yeah. written, I was, I wrote a blog for people for a couple of years for People Magazine. And I mean, I was a writing major in college, a writing wow. and acting major. So I've always, this has always been a part of me. So I'm really excited to, to have this finally come to fruition and then mm-hmm. hopefully write another book because I'm really I really love the process I mean if I could do it under the circumstances that we have been in in the past year <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like I could do anything I could oh. write anywhere downtown Detroit hanging <laughs> yeah. away on your novel <laughs> exactly <laughs> I love it I love it Hey, uh, before we continue doing the show, I, we got to talk about uh, the the equipment that we're using mm-hmm. to make the show, uh, make an epic show that is, uh, it sounds like, you know, everyone is right here, like yep. we're all sitting together, but we're not. We've got a fantastic multi-track recorder from Zoom. Um, yeah. If you need multi-track recordings, that's the only company you should even be looking at. Um, basically, we had issues when we had to switch to doing things during a pandemic, mm-hmm. and we, were, we went from doing a show with people in person to people over the phone and zoom just made it a piece of cake yeah you bet zoomcorp.com is the website and uh they're you know th- this has made it so that we could interview people in uh nigeria new zealand new zealand um yeah. guatemala um of austria czechos like the czech the czech republic um, when we were Are doing you just all naming those... countries now? Yeah. Well, no. When we were doing all the interviews with the cast of uh, 90 Day Fiance, we were yeah. talking to people you know, in the, in the Ukraine. Yep. Like mm-hmm. We were doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And then just the other day when we had uh, John Reese davies on the show. From New Zealand. He was in New Zealand the whole time. Sounded it sounded like, like he was, he was sitting in the room with us. Yeah. yeah. It truly is the mark of excellence for podcasting. Zoom, live track L8, 8-track mixer recorder, the board for creators, podcasting, music, and beyond. Yeah, it is a badass system and uh, we're very lucky to be working with uh, Zoom. Go check out zoomcorp.com that's zoomcorp.com Zoom, you have to say it three times, that's what people do in ads right? What is it Stephen? Zoomcorp.com it's zoomcorp.com, we're talking about zoomcorp.com Alright, let's get back to the show um, all right, we we do uh, need to wrap up, but before we wrap up, I do I do uh, want to ask you something that I am dying to know about. Um, people people always say you know working with children, working with dogs, working with oh. animals on sets, oh. very tricky. Uh, you have uh, you've been in a bunch of those dogs, man. Who- you you well, <laughs> not only that, you're a character. You're Belinda Bannister from That's literally. Right. Piles. I can. I can use that. I've never used that word before to describe movies. Piles of movies uh, where it's you and the dog who saved Christmas. He saves dog, every holiday. Imagine this dog is saving a lot of things. Has he yeah. saved Arbor Day yet? Are we getting to Arbor Day? This dog. This dog is so busy. Busy, busy, busy. This dog. 
I mean, how have we reached the end of this interview and we are just getting to the dog movies? <laughs> I mean, I, that I, I do not oh, know. God. That yeah. dog has saved. And you know, a little insider info, one of the worst trained dogs that you've ever, <laughs> ever. I mean, we, we laughed so hard. Gary Valentine, who plays my husband, like I would I work him. with that guy in a heartbeat. I just uh, adore him. And we, we get the giggles. Like one of my favorite parts of those movies is the, um, the outtakes that they started putting at the end of them now. Like we... <laughs> There are times when I, oh, you know, the great. tears, when you're laughing so hard that you cannot, <laughs> I just like, I have really laughed a lot in those movies God, and they, so you know, I did one pregnant with my daughter. <laughs> uh, like that dog saved Christmas, <laughs> Christmas vacation, Easter, Halloween, the holidays. Cause they realize that if you, if you keep it around Christmas, uh-huh. more people watch it but uh-huh. then you exhaust like how many titles can you have so it's the dog who saved christmas then i think there's there's the, the dog holidays. who saved we're, we're gonna get christmas, the, christmas oh, we're gonna, well, let's do the list now wait no. the list. you know that at least one producer was thinking what about the dog that saved the baby maybe the dog <laughs> yeah. could deliver <laughs> yes you know? maybe the dog could deliver like if they're around christmas like before long it'll be the dog who saved saturnalia The dog who saved La Posada. Um, The dog who saved Kwanzaa. The people that saved Hanukkah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The day that Pitbull saved Hanukkah. Um, There's the dog who saved Christmas. There's a golden Christmas. There's the dog who saved Christmas vacation. There's the dog (laughs) who saved Halloween. That's one of my faves. Then there's Spooky Buddies, different different franchise. Then there's (laughs) 12 Wishes of Christmas. Then we've also got different a different, different there franchise. There is a dog in that movie. There is a dog. Also, there is a dog in that movie. <laughs> then there's the dog who saved the holidays. Now we're getting kind of politically correct yeah. with the dog who saved <laughs> yes. the holidays. Then they're like, fuck that. We're going back. The dog who saved Easter. Yep. And then and then they're like, too specific. And then they made the dog who saved summer. Yeah. So yeah. they're just like a whole, a whole season. They're like this so, dog. You know, I want him to go sci-fi. Mom. The dog that saved Mars. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you know? We will write that movie for you yeah. if you will be in the dog who saved Mars. Because I, I will be in any movie with dogs. We should just and get children. like I will. Uh, I will take that bullet. Uh, you know who plays my mom in all those films? Mindy Sterling. Oh, we love Mindy oh, Sterling. What? Oh, she's yes. been on, she's been on she our show numerous times. I yeah. know she has. God, I know I she has. Yeah. And so I'm great. just shocked that she never talks about the dog movies. Oh, <laughs> Why doesn't she ever talk about that? Steven, let's write a movie that ties it all together. The dog that saved Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> there we go. The, the renegade dog that saved Lorenzo Lamas. That is the If movie. anybody needs saving, it might be Lorenzo Lamas. Oh, man. <laughs> so good so good to the typewriter yes yeah um where can where can people uh find you on this on the socials i know that we mentioned so what's yeah, your clubhouse account yes. where yeah. do people find your clubhouse? My, if i could if i knew what my club if i knew how to find my clubhouse account i would share that with you uh i my my instagram and my uh twitter are both at red donovan and they're both there and facebook is 
Elisa Donovan. Does anybody go on Facebook anymore? I feel like that's where I have the most followers, so I hope people do. We do. There's uh, yeah. at least six people are still going. <laughs> at least six people. people. And my yeah. mom. I yeah. know yeah. my mom. Everyone's mom is going. Stephen just posted an embarrassing story about me on Facebook today. I did. So I did. Facebook I, I will, I'll read you what I posted about <laughs> Matt Walker. I, Matt, This is 100% true. Matt yeah. Walker, our producer of the show, one of my dearest friends in the world, said to me today, that he once took a bus to Las Vegas using a Groupon, and that is where he watched a movie called Twilight 2. That is the saddest statement any grown man has ever said in history. I took a bus to Vegas and watched Twilight on the bus. It was on a Groupon. Just end it. End it. End it all. Just fucking end it. Was it a hit on the bus, Matt? Were the other people into it? Uh, I wasn't the one who put the movie on. The movie was on on those little screens. The two-inch TV screens. I'd like to think some teenage girl fielded questions at the beginning. Like, if anyone has any questions. (laughs) Wait, I thought you meant you took a bus to Vegas. To see the movie. Oh, no, no. 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 Watched God, that'd be even the worse. Bus. No, I saw it on Watch the bus. It on the bus. Yeah. On the, mm. on the hot, sweaty that bus. That is worse. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> he had to see it so badly that he hopped on a bus to Vegas. <laughs> oh, this is all kinds of bad to news. catch the midnight show. <laughs> uh, well, you are an uh, amazing person, and we uh, adore you so much. Thank you for doing this. And, hey, uh, thank you. Big, uh, big... You guys are super fun. What well, Thank you. Uh, what a fun half hour uh, I've had in my in my car. Oh, in my right. pod of quiet. <laughs> yes. I love it. All right. Uh, Mike Black, where can people find you? At Mike Black Attack on all social media except Clubhouse. <laughs> I have not yet been invited. <laughs> I'll invite you, buddy. Uh, Matt Walker, where can people get you? Uh, there are links to everything at funnymat.com, or if you're upset by me in any, way, in any way, as many people on Twitter are today, let me know at mattwalkersucks.com. <laughs> yep. And people do do that. Uh, you can always you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S T P H E N Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and on TikTok. I'm Stephen K Glickman. Uh, this has been an absolute honor. We adore yeah. you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Have a great rest of the day, guys. You too. You stay safe out there. Oh.